You're listening to Morning with Megan. Today I sit down with special guest Tony Rodriguez, star of The Simpsons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tony Rodriguez, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite improvisers, and now officially one of my favorite Simpsons characters. Welcome, Tony. Oh, Megan. Thank you so much. You're one of my favorite people. I miss performing with you so much. Oh, my God. Seriously, the joy that I get on stage, there's very few, like, I love performing with everyone. I really love people in general. So I love performing with fellow comedians. But the way I feel on stage when I perform with you or Ben Seaman or like Zach Reno is is like, inc- like n- incomparable. Like it's just so much fun. 100%. And I think part of it is like, it's, it's sort of like, um, what's it called when something accelerates? It's like a the nuclear power plant where like an atom increases the other atoms energies. I'm don't know what, how that works, but I'm thinking like if someone's having fun and another person's having fun, it just sort of like accelerates and we feed off of each other's totally it's so much fun to do dumb musical comedies oh, more than totally. anything. In the world. <laughs> it's the most fun. So Tony and I used to do a show called quick and funny musicals together at UCB before UCB shut down and exploded. And so yeah. we, uh, have a long, long history together because even before Quick and Funnies, we were doing, you know, little things on Harold or little things on Mod or little sketch show bits. And there was Dirtiest Sketch Show before that and Sketch Cram. And I mean, the list goes on and 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 on. Um, so Tony, what have you been doing? I haven't seen you physically like in the same room for two years, Mm -hmm. um, which seems to be a common theme in most conversations I've been having on this podcast. It's been two years. Like we just had the anniversary of America's America's shutdown. Yeah. Anniversary. Yeah. Wow. It all feels to me, and I've said this a million times, but to me, it feels like just one big, long, year like one big dream the last two years of just the one big amalgamation of a year same yeah and it's not that good things haven't happened there's been good and bad i mean but it just it's a blur like someone asked me you know what were you doing for fourth of july or what you what we did what did you do for christmas i was like i honestly can't remember everything was canceled like i don't know what i was doing i watched the golden girls probably yeah probably (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> what did you do on blank date um the episode where rose gets her teddy bear stolen <laughs> three times i watched yeah. it three times in one oh. day um yeah so what what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself busy oh well um as you mentioned earlier i'm a voice on the simpsons yes now. you are um, so I now have a voiceover agent and they send me all kinds of auditions. <laughs> so I'm constantly so doing, cool. um, voice auditions in my room. And I do have a roommate who has like a real job and i like, he'll be like on a work call and I'll be doing voices <laughs> in the other room. People are like, <laughs> like what is going on? Squirrel or something. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I love it. Um, I go on so many hikes. Well, it's like things are <laughs> possible now. Yeah. Uh, but in the pandy times, I walked so much in my neighborhood. I'm like, good Lord, there's nice houses here. Oh, like, yeah. I never would never have any reason to be on except where you're like, well, I got to do something. 
That's so true. There's so much neighborhood exploring going on. And like some of the architecture in LA is so beautiful. And we forget that we have so many resources close to us when it does come to nature. Like there are a million small little parks and hiking trail. You don't just have to go to Eaton Canyon. You don't just have to go to fucking Runyon. It's like fucking there are... Runyon. Thank you for saying it's the entire name. Because that's what it's called. I have friends in West Hollywood. They're like, do you want to go hiking? I'm like, sure. I live next to Griffith Park, which is enormous. There's yeah. rarely any people there like, mm, I, can't, I can't go east of La Brea. Oh, Jesus. Can get a Runyon. And, and everybody, everybody and their mom and their Erwan cups are at goddamn Runyon. Yeah. Excuse me. Fucking Runyon. Fucking goddamn Runyon. That's his entire name for oh, real. It, I hate it so much. It's not even pleasurable. It's not even an enjoyable hike. I don't enjoy anything about it. I, would, I want nothing like <laughs> less to do with Runyon Canyon. I enjoyed it once. And that was like... <laughs> well within over a year of the panty times Uh and i was like trying actively looking for different part like different places i'd never hiked before yeah i had not been to runyon for so long that that it felt exotic to me oh (laughs) totally i I thought that way my best friend moved down to palm springs just before oh that talk about feeling exotic. That is like this delicious ice cream sundae of a treat. It is so wonderful to go down there. And now people, you know, not that people didn't know about it before, but it seems like more people our age are starting to be like, oh, I might uh, get some real estate over in Joshua Tree or Palm that Springs. Is, is I know, I know. I, you have to have you have to have your own uh, rug looming business or mommy and daddy because otherwise... Mommy and daddy. No, I'm not. They don't have... (laughs) No. No, not at all. No. Um, I don't need to get into it too much. My brother uh, was a state politician. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, he's like, when are you, you know, like how many episodes of The Simpsons are you going to get? I'm like, I can't be the only hope for the family. For the family. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm working on it, but yeah. it's not, I'm not there. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> about it. I'm, right now, I'm just happy that I'm able to take care of myself. Thank you very much. That's a win for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't even yeah. have a pet. I don't I even know. have a pet. Which is so weird to me because you totally seem like the type that would. You would have like a little dog or like at least a cat, something. God, but no, you're so busy. cats. You're yeah. allergic to cats? I am allergic to cats. <laughs> that I, would be an even I, funnier sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. Even like just before this, I was out on my street and I played doggy morning rush hour. And I'm mm-hmm. the old, I'm an old sweet lady with dogs. I'm like, oh, look at him. Look at her. Oh, they're so happy. They're so cute. But whenever a dog set, I have to be honest, within a day or two, I'm like, this is all the time. Yeah. I can't believe it's all <laughs> the time. Like... Do you have any initiative to do anything else, uh, little furry friend? Like, I can't be your every source of everything. Come on. Come on, like, man. Even the sweetest, happiest puppy. I'm like, after two days, I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. That's how I feel about children. That's how I feel about, like, my friends with kids. I fucking love kids. I think kids are amazing. But I also love to give them back to their parents after the end mm-hmm. of the day. And I always have that thought, too. Like, this is all the time. <laughs> This is constant. We've got this, um, these, our neighbors are great. They've got four kids that range from the age of like one to I think like nine. And I don't know how they do it. And they have like, the school districts are really good here. I'm in South Pasadena. So there's a lot of families in our complexes. It's like a really nice 
family oriented complex. Uh-huh. But I seriously, I watch them hustle so hard at work and with their kids. And I'm just like, yeah, no, no, thank oh. you. I couldn't do it. I no, could not you. do it. I don't know how people do it. Mm-mm. Um, um yeah. so you're, so you've been definitely keeping busy, kind of getting outdoors and also doing a lot of voiceover recording, which is cool. And then, auditioning. Um, I, I, had a, I had a role where I was like booking a bunch and I was like, this is it. This is what's it. This is yeah. the break I've been waiting for. Yeah. Um, but you know how it is. Peaks and valleys. It's peaks, it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. It is. And you have to sit. It's a lot of hurry up and wait and sitting around. <laughs> and that's what drives me crazy too about getting a little older is that we've been doing, we've been doing this for so long. We've been doing yeah. this for, you know, going not upwards. Not as long as we look. Not as old as we look. <laughs> I might be as old up, as I sound though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Oh my God, me too. I need to quit smoking like four four years ago. Um, it's yeah, it it's never time. affected your singing voice. Thank you. Or, did or you, you could have been Maria Callas if you had. See, smoked. did you notice? <laughs> no, honestly, it would have been like a Kristen Chenoweth situation. I did notice though over the years because you can go back and watch a video. My vocal register did start to get lower and lower. Like I was doing soprano, second soprano, and then by the end wow. of it, it was all alto. All wow. alto. <laughs> like, okay. That's it. Did you go back and watch uh, old performances of ours on video? Yeah. Musicals? Yeah. I, so every now and then I'll get an audition like, oh, and then want to be, you uh, want a singing demo. I'm like, oh, there's like a million hours of videos of our shows. Yeah. And sometimes I'll fall down a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, we did some amazing shows. It's that, I you know, know. That's that thing where like, oh, I had fun. And then you revisit it later. Like, oh, it's not that good, but at least I had a good time. No, no. I'm like, this could have, this is better than I'm going to say. Like some, like Cyrano. Did you watch that musical movie? No, I did oh, not. I'm coming here and I'm saying it. The music is. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Bull, yeah. Well, to be fair, it's a serious movie. It's not a musical comedy, but. Yeah, uh, I have like, zero, please. zero interest. I'll be honest. I have zero interest in seeing it. And the posters make me cringe a little bit. And I just, I don't know why. It shouldn't, like but they Dinklage. do. I, like I do Dinklage. like Peter Dinklage. I think he's an amazing actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah. And everything I watch him in, I'm always like, God damn. And I find him incredibly sexy. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, I forgot how we got on this tangent though. Oh yeah. So quick with quick and funny musicals, I totally agree with you. The writing is so strong. The musical, like everything, anything that comes out of Matthew Patrick Davis too, is yeah. just genius, genius work. 100%. I mean, he's Zach and, Reno, Ben Seaman, Scott Passarella. Oh my God. We just had a show where they all, those were the writers. Like that's it. I know. It would be incredible. At a minimum. But yeah, no, no, that would be a great show on its own. All on its own. And that's not shitting on our writers. We had amazing writers, you know, like Joe Porter, you know, is someone that I always really loved doing his sketches, doing his bits. Obviously Nate was somebody that I really enjoyed doing his work Mm -hmm. and working with Muriel and Maddie and Tess and Jaquise. Like I just miss it. I and miss Kat it Burns. so much. And Cat Burns, my God. It's like, and I feel excuse like she... Me, excuse me. Two-time Emmy winner. I was Kat just going to say, two-time <laughs> Emmy winner. I One feel for like each of her legs. 
Oh my God, seriously. I feel like she now even is on this level of like unattainability for me. It's like, no, I know her. I love her. We're friends. But I feel like, oh, um, excuse me, Ms. Burns now because yes. she has to. Do you know me. what she's doing now? What? She started, she co-founded a union for dancers. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't of course that, she did. Of course she did. She co-founded a union. <laughs> That's she's amazing. so amazing. Yeah. yeah. She is like, and she's always been that way. She's been so driven and so focused, but so fun. Like she never has taken herself too seriously and she makes everyone feel included. So you love being around her. That is the, uh, that is the perfect blurb. Yeah. They for, can take it. a hundred percent. Like it's, it's the level of professionalism, but also, but not taking themselves seriously. And it just, it's everything you just said. It's yeah. And it blends together so beautifully. She has such a great handle on it. And it's like, that's why people want to work with her and are chomping at the bit to like yeah. throw Emmys at her because she's yeah. so talented and she's yeah. such a, she's just such a dear. I don't have any to give her, but I would. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, Okay. So cool. So, and then emotionally, just sort of on an emotional level, how have you been doing? Because all this has been, kind of insane for our fragile, crazy little brains, especially as creative types. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, the panty times were of course difficult for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I did lose a friend during the pandemic, not oh. to COVID, but had the, the pandemic not been happening. I feel like it was a situation of someone of, isolation and not yeah. getting not getting into healthcare when they would have if things were just quote normal yeah um and i've lost relatives before i never lost a friend like that a close friend like that um and it i guess uh things like that have a way of putting things into perspective or like you know yeah. they they prioritize priorities um and I guess it's a few a few months after that is when I like booked the Simpson. Uh-huh. And I got I got like some career bumps. Uh-huh. And someone told me uh they're like, Oh, I think it was Jessica St. Clair. She said, mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic. I do not practice that anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> not a uh-huh. Catholic now. But she said, Oh, so I'm part I raised. <laughs> There it is. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Uh, Jessica said sometimes when bad things happen with Irish Catholics, it comes, it, it like good things come right after it or shortly after. I, who's, everyone's trying to figure it out on their own, right? But I like, okay, well, this might, that might be an example of it. But, um, I feel like you, uh, it, it sort of like, not taught me or like, I'm like, I want to lean into good, lean into the good, lean into the good things. Uh, it's a cliche, but you know, you don't know how much time you have. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. And it makes you sweat the small stuff again, not to sound cliche, but it makes you sweat the small stuff so much less because you realize how short and fragile and valuable our time here is. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've had some similar experiences where I've had some people, you know, that have just disappeared 
or have passed away or have just gotten close to that point where they have considered taking their own lives because of everything that's been going on in the pandemic and because of just personally, like you were kind of describing, it's like they were in a bad place before even. It's like, and then pile everything on top of it and that feeling of isolation, it just makes things so much worse. And yeah. I mean, that's honestly one of the main reasons that I wanted to start doing this podcast was to kind of talk out loud and be like, hey, everyone, you're not alone. Everyone is like fucked up right now. And everyone is going through a period where we're trying to figure out how to start from scratch. Because, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, this, this, this episode will probably come out later than that, unfortunately. But as of a couple of weeks ago, we just got our mask mandate lifted. And Mm -hmm. Like this morning, I went to get my coffee and I was like the only one besides the employees, the only one with a mask on. And it freaked me out. I was like, this feels too soon. This feels too early. Um, But anyway, I'm getting away from my point. I think that everything that we have been going through would drive anybody crazy and anybody to the point of super uber fragility, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you're not treated, or if you're not talking to someone, it makes you incredibly susceptible to, I think, um, more pain, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that you've lost a friend. I'm so sorry. It's, um, it's a shame. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's like, the only thing we can do afterwards, you know, is continue to sort of play homage to them and their honor and just be like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep hustling. I'm going to keep living my best life for myself and also for those around me and for those who have passed. I just, you know, I yeah. feel that way too about making, mainly making myself proud, but then the people that mean the most to me proud. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He was, I'll say he was like, he was not only mine, but he was his, he was um <clears throat> the friends that we had. He was our biggest cheerleader. He was always uh, like so supportive. Um, yeah. That's so it's difficult because like, you want to give him that same support. But yeah, you know, I will say that I think that there's life after death as far as I don't think this is it. I think we're too, um, there's too much energy for us to just be like, boop, done. We'll treat it you too. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <A lot of energy. laughs> right? It just, to me... It doesn't make sense, even scientifically, <laughs> that it would just be like a, a light burning out. I think that there's more afterward. I don't know what it is, right. but I I think there's more afterwards. I too grew up. I grew up super fundamentalist Christian in an evangelical church, and I was the thing that drew me to it the most was I was very young and I wanted some sort of structure. I wanted a relationship with God, but also it gave me a chance to perform. There were youth groups and skits I could do. Yeah. There was praise and worship. I was singing on stage. Like there were these avenues that I was learning about myself where I could incorporate my talents and get my love for Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now as an adult, like you said, I have nothing to do with the church. I, I have a lot of problems with the fundamentalist Christian church. Mm-hmm. However, I still have a spiritual relationship with, you know, what I call, what I call God, what I call the universe, what I call mm-hmm. spirituality. I still mm-hmm. have that and hold that pretty, pretty close to me. I think it's important for everyone to have something, have something. something yeah, yeah. That they can connect to on a higher level that's deeper than themselves. I, I agree. I, I would say I'm the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard 
I used to watch Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't watch him anymore. He's a headache. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's an atheist. And I think anytime you'd ever have another atheist, that, that topic would come up. And uh, in the way I understand when they would talk about atheism, it would be like, well, this is all we have, so let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm truly, I'm thinking out loud right now. Like everyone just needs, everyone needs to have a thing. <laughs> so that's yes. even someone were like, well, there's nothing after death. Well, then this is it. Well, that's something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Is that a spirit? I, that's almost spiritual. It is almost spiritual. Dare I say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, do we go, do we float off and become somebody else? You know, are we reincarnated? Are we just, do we just become the fabric of, of more electricity and energy? Do we hang around in sort of a spiritual way that's sort of ghosty? It's like, what do we do? I wonder what the next, what do we do? Mm. It's just kind of fun to ponder about. Um, but getting back to my point I was getting at was that I believe that ultimately that there's peace for those of us that have left us. I have a feeling that it's just like, thank God. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have mm-hmm. to feel physical pain. I don't have to mm-hmm. feel cerebral pain anymore. I'm free of those like earthly tethers um, is what I can only imagine in my small earthly brain <laughs> yeah. that it would be like, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think that they're looking down on us. I think they're around. I think they're definitely here. Um, yeah. So... So emotionally, you've got, you know, definitely had some, a little bit of trauma there. Um, but it sounds like you've got an awesome network of support. It sounds like you've got a super good group of friends. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm lucky that way. Super I, lucky. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. I love being alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like it comes and goes, right? You're like, be alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leave me alone. It's not my quiet time. Yeah. Where is everyone? Where is everyone? I think, uh, I think it was Carrie Fisher. Oh, she said Carrie Fisher uh, said the saddest two words in the English language are "what party." <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Uh, uh, he good? is. Yeah, that is so good. What party? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. (laughs) It's so true, though. I've definitely had that feeling of like um, the duality of FOMO mixed with this is amazing and I could do this forever. It's like early retirement. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been lucky enough where I haven't had to work like a jobby job at all. I've been able to do my dog walking gigs, which now because of the pandemic have totally gone down, you know, cause everyone mm-hmm. works from home. So they're like, yeah. I, you know, sorry, I can walk my own dog. Um, so, which is kind of a blessing in disguise too. I think it's like everything, there's a season for everything and there's a season for change. And it seems like I was naturally transitioning, transitioning out of it anyway. Um, but it was giving me so much free time on my hands. Right. Uh-huh. I was like, how much, how many dumb, dumb dance videos can I do? How many things can I learn to cook? You know, how many, how much, how many hours can I work on my stand up? It's just been like so many hours in the day, yet the weeks go by so quickly. Yeah. Like these two years. 
like these two years. Yeah. It feels like it was just yesterday. We were all fighting each other for toilet paper. And now it's like, you know, we can go back to Starbucks without our masks on. It's so weird. Yeah. I'm with you though. Like I, I mean, I keep wearing them even though I don't have to. Yeah, I do um, too. Like in the grocery store. It was like the first time it was like, it's a couple weeks ago. We're like, oh my God, there's people without masks on. And they're yeah. almost like, they're almost like checking people out with masks on. They're like, I know. Oh, oh you're too afraid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll each in our own time. I guess. They almost like walk taller. They're like so more true. <laughs> and I'm still in my like, I already know where, you know, the product. I already know the layout of the stores. I'm like, let me see it again in here, get there and there, get them out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Get in and out as quickly as possible. And mm-hmm. I also do the thing where I park really far away on the edge of the parking lot so I can just get the hell out of there and like oh get God. all around the aisles and not mm-hmm. worry about anybody. I'm mm-hmm. like totally 85. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no shame in that. I don't mind being a little baby golden girl. No, Baby golden girl. Oh my That's God. Me. I just pictured like a Muppet baby's version of baby golden girl. What the hell is that? <laughs> Me. You. Oh, we should tell you should tell your listeners that we did a table read of a fake golden girl script. Written that by, was so fun. Yes. Written by Glenn Lakin. Glenn say. Lakin. Very I, d- I had so much fun just sitting and reading with you guys and also just hearing it back. Like again, one of those times where you're like, Oh, that was such a fun time. And then you don't really, you're like, you kind of forget about it. But then listening back, it's like, no, that was so smart and funny and quick and well-written. And all the actors were really on it and had Mm -hmm. done their homework and knew their golden girls, like the back of their hand. We had so much fun. Do you realize we recorded that like within a week or two of lockdown? Holy shit. So the episode came out as lockdown was happening. Like I was oh trying to remember, God. and it felt like so. Uh, it was another world, like yeah. things we did before. Like who would ever dream that this would be the rea- our new reality? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was totally like what, eight or ten people in a room recording, yeah. <laughs> and then like with it, yeah, not a care in the world. And then little did we know, how little yeah. did we know that that was going to be our yeah. precious last time together for a long time. Yeah. Well, if anyone's That's curious, wild. it's gayest episode ever's uh, Golden yeah. Girls. Uh, I don't remember. Just I don't it. remember the episode number. Yeah, I'll see if I can. I'll put a blurb in the podcast so so uh, we can tr- send some more traffic over their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they were asked. They asked me, "Did you know anyone that could play Dorothy?" I was like, "I love yeah, you. I love it. you, Megan. Uh, <laughs> I love you so much." I'm Rose in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, you know how everyone's like, oh, I'm a little bit of all the Golden Girls. It's like, yeah, definitely. We all have a little bit of everyone. But I think I'm probably like the most Sophia and Dorothy. Those are probably my two, Uh my two closest. I like, I have a little bit of Blanche, have a little bit of Rose, but I definitely, I feel like Sophia and Dorothy are my two like spirit animals. Um, If I could do a, a, what's it called? A mashup? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a I'm a rose with a Samantha rising. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like up Sex in the City. That is hilarious, and that fits you to a T. That's exactly <laughs> right. Um, and a Shay Diaz cu- uh, uh, moon. <laughs> and no. a Shay Diaz moon. <laughs> oh my God! 
Tony, someone tried to explain all that to me the other day because I've been getting into like, oh, okay, that's fun. I'll get into the tarot and see what's going on and like just kind of babbling. I don't know anything about it. It's like someone was trying to explain to me, Lord, your moon is this and your sun is this and your your Libra. And I'm like, so then shouldn't I be Libra rising and everything? And they're like, no, it depends on your birthday and what time of day you were born and da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my God, I am already, I give up. I don't get it. I give up. I don't, I, I, there's enough people in my life that do like, they're not hardcore about it, but they're like, oh yeah, no, Libra. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Cause you know, Libra, uh-huh. oh, you're, 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 how your rising sun or whoever. Uh, and I listened. Oh, I think it was like Nicole Byer and, and her, she had a podcast. Oh, best friend was this year. Uh, yeah. 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 They had an astrologer person on it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this person. What is this about? And I felt like I got it, but I, like, I understood it as much as I'm going to understand it in this lifetime because this, it's like, there are energies and it depends on like where the planets are and all this thing. But I'm like, but how can we possibly know that? To me, it's like knowing being sure of the afterlife. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. From this from this terrestrial plane, we can't know. <laughs> no, so it's fun and to we're think not about. Meant I guess. To. Yeah, no. it's like I think we're too stupid. We can't comprehend it. I don't think we're. I don't think we're meant to. We're just uh, we're dum dums. As much <laughs> as we'd like to think we aren't, we're dum dums. You're talking about you and me personally. Yeah, <laughs> just specifically me and Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're idiots. Idiots. <laughs> um, you know there is. I know your podcast is about spiritual stuff or like mental health things. Sure, sure. So I knew I was, uh, I will say a thing that keeps me like, quote, steady. Yeah. Is I have been doing transcendental meditation for like seven years. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And at a minimum, it's sort of like, uh, it truly is like a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. But there is like an opt in to me. Like a mm-hmm. spiritual element to it, which I'm like, sometimes it's fun to think about sort of like astrology or something like that. Uh, but there it's, they talk about cosmic consciousness, how cool. we all, we are all capable of like transcending to an area where we're tapped into like the universe's energy. Yeah. Um, and then when we come out of it, we can like, uh, think clearer. We're, we're yeah. like, we have more energy and like without transcendental meditation, we like between waking and dreaming or, you know, when you fall asleep, like you'll slip into it and sometimes it'll come in moments in life. Oh yeah. But, uh, the opt in part is that like, we're all connected. There's a, you know, there's like a uh, nature is like organized and mm-hmm. there's a purpose to it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, sometimes I feel that. And then sometimes I don't. <laughs> but at a, minimum, oh, yeah. like at, at a minimum, I have that for me. It's like a stress. It's something I can just tap into. Stress relief. If only for 20 minutes, I come out always feeling better. That's sometimes so much better, cool. Sometimes a little better, but always better than when I started it. I'm super 
impressed by that because I have ADD. So even just doing any kind of meditation is really difficult for me. I think that's why I dance a lot because it's a way for me to get out of my body and my mind. It's why I golf a lot too. You golf? I do. I love it. I just got into it in during the pandemic, like last April. So it's really, it's been almost a year since I've been golfing regularly. Wow. That would be really meditative, I imagine. It is so meditative. I love, I go alone a lot. I also go with my best friend. I've been with a couple other of my friends a few times, but my favorite thing is honestly going to the driving range and just whacking out like a hundred, 110 balls. It's so repetitive, but soothing. I'm not thinking about anything because with golf, there's so much to think about and so much skill and technique. And then you literally just have to throw it all away and get out of your head and just keep your eye on the ball and swing. What a metaphor. Life. Yeah, it is a metaphor for life, is it not? I should get that whole also script tattooed. Prepare, 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 and then prepare, just throw, prepare, prepare, and throw and it into the river. Throw it away. <laughs> Never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah, nine times out of ten, almost ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that impresses me so much that you're able to even get into a space where you can quiet your own thoughts for twenty minutes. Uh, I will say, I tried other meditations before this and i have tried going back to other things since i've learned Mm -hmm. it and by comparison other meditations feel like work i think for me for me transcendental meditation works because it it's it's basically effortless i'm disciplined in the sense of like i will sit down and i will do it Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not for me like a mindful meditation where that to me feels like work like like work like focus on your breathing, count to whatever, which I'm all like, whatever works for someone, sure. go for it. But for me, that it's effortful. And this sure. thing for me works so quickly and immediately that I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor this one because this one's working okay. for me. So how do you get there? Like, I'm totally ignorant to it. Like, how do you start? How do you get there? Uh, it has, it's taught by a TM teacher. Okay. Um, I was, I had learned about it, uh, through a friend, Lennon Parham. Yeah. Uh, and her husband, Javier Guzman. Uh, they uh-huh. took me to a, an event at the David Lynch Foundation. Uh huh. And, uh, and they talked about TM. I'm like, oh, what's this? Uh, what's this? So I Googled it. I read like two books and I Googled it. So basically it's a teacher will give you a mantra mm-hmm. and it's the sound. It's not like, mm. sure. And everyone, when they're giving it, when they give it to you, it's yours. Uh, and you're not supposed to write it down. You're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to share it to any, with anyone because it becomes sort of internalized. Wow. And so when you meditate, it just, it's sort of like quiets the brain and you're sort yeah. of there, but it's not like you're not thinking the mantra as like a metronome. Right. Like let's say it was right. ice cream. I'm just making it up. If it was like, sure. ice, you're not like there. It's sort of like, um, now once I sit down, it's sort of, I just, it just happens for me automatically. That's so cool. Um, and I'm grateful for it. But, oh, what I was going to say was, I like, I don't, you do, it, it does cost money. Um, uh-huh. Uh, but they do have the David Lynch Foundation has scholarships for certain groups. Um, and there's like payment plans and discounts and things. But initially, I'm like, I'm not paying for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I Googled, I found there's like a disgruntled TM teacher and mm-hmm. they put up these mantras and I was like, Ooh, I'll try this one. Ooh, I don't like that one. I'll try this one. Ooh, I'll try this one. So for like a year, I was doing whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I just wasn't looking at my phone <laughs> while yeah. I was doing it. But then when I finally did learn, it was like night and day, night and day. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. It felt like, uh, my first time I felt like I was like falling, like, like that dreamy, like thing where you're flying. Yeah. Yeah. And also I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, wow. it's so easy. So it's um, kind of like uh, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never done. <laughs> oh, you would have so much fun on mushrooms. Okay. So I know it's not the same thing, but uh-huh. I have had such terrible experiences with marijuana. Horrible really? experiences. And my brother uh, had even worse. So I'm oh, like, okay, wow. this is not, it's not for everyone, right? Yeah. I know no, mushrooms not. aren't the same, but aren't they hallucinogenic? They can be depending on the dosage. So you can also microdose, in which case it's more sort of what you're describing as far as transcendental meditation goes. You're not going to hallucinate. You might get a little bit of like, you might see the trees breathing a little bit or get that sensation that you're kind of seeing seeing energy is the best way I can say it, but it's not like the paintings melt and people's faces come in and out at you. It's not like LSD. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's not oh, like acid. It's the it's, first time I did pot ever, uh-huh. ever. I was with uh, people I didn't really know. Oh, and when no. I, I'm not kidding. My, my vision, I went, it went black. Oh then, no. And like, and as the vision came back, it looked like the negative of a film. Weird. And then we went to see South Park, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my a God. Horrible, you thing. horrible day. I've <laughs> since seen the movie like without that stuff in me. And I enjoyed it very much. Good, good. Because I was going to say, that night. it was a not nightmare. That night. Like, blame Canada. I was like, Jimmy, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, ah, no. I hate it here. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, I, I wonder if you. Know, oh, thank you. I miss, I miss so yours much. too. My little, my little cackle. <laughs> I miss it. I wonder if, um, um, you and your brother have like a chemical receptor that's a little different, or if you have a, even an, an allergic reaction to it yeah. or something, that's really interesting because it does sit with every body differently because our bodies are chemically made up differently. Um, yeah. so it's not for everyone. Like I, I've only done mushrooms a couple times. I'm pretty, I'm a noob to it. It's nothing that I would be like, well, sit down and let me tell you a tale. Cause I am brand new to it. But, um, when I have done it, <laughs> it has been more of a stony feeling for me. It's been more familiar, more reminiscent of pot, but in a good way, not racy, not panicky, just very warm. Oh. Like the world is your blanket. When you said racy, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like 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 bra, bra straps and garter belts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The raciest trip you'll ever have. Uh, try sativa if you want. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a sexy time. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it, sativa. Mm-hmm. 
Satiba, Satiba, come up and Satiba sometime. Come up and Satiba <laughs> sometime. <laughs> that's got to be the name of a strain. There's so many names oh, for me these days. God. Like that's come up and Satiba sometime. I love people that. People don't do that to me anymore. I, there was a phase where people were like, I, I mean, it's so casual in LA. It's so, it's like, do you want yeah. a glass of water? Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. Everyone just shows. It's so casual and it's so ever present that it's almost like I have to ask if, if someone offers me like any kind of sweet or candy or gummy. And it's like, is there a pot in that? Yeah. And one out of 10 times, like, oh, no. Like, yeah. no. That is yeah. You have to be forward with that. But the person offering me. it is high. So, <laughs> but, so, um, <laughs> um, but people, so I'm like, the dummy. I'm the, I'm the dummy. I'm in LA. That's my that's strike one. I'm the idiot. Uh, but like when, like, oh, I can't, I don't, it doesn't like me. Oh, you need to try, you need to try this blend or this blonde or whatever. People don't do that to me anymore. They're just, yeah. Leave it, me, you got the leave me alone face. I'm not doing it. Leave me alone. It's I'm not, not for about me. It. it just doesn't no, work for me. It's just not for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. totally. Yeah, you might want to give mushrooms a try sometime just to see because it is very different. <laughs> no. Yes, go for it. Yeah. Come you know on, what? Tony. My birthday's coming up. Maybe I should do it. Maybe you should. Get yourself a little stony on some shrooms and see. I think you might like it, especially if you can get into transcendental meditation. That's why I'm like, oh, I bet you'd like shrooms. It does I'd seem like, like a hippie thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it just gives you some clarity. Like it just, when you come out of it, you're like, oh, I see. And I know things now. I know things that I did not know before. And it's like, you do feel not in the way that I imagine ayahuasca makes you feel for God's (gasps) sake. I was about to say. Never done done that. No, I've never. No. I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued too. Documentaries about it. Yeah. (laughs) It's, scares me it, it makes me really me. nervous yeah but everyone that says they've done it you know like swears by it and says it's the most amazing experience i don't know the idea of just like barfing and having a panic attack for hours with strangers not yeah, yeah with strangers no i not my bag of tea christ I don't. in heaven if <laughs> i no so someone i've either heard yes like the first that what you just said or nothing mm, like and all rough. i got out of it was like it was a retreat scenario so that's what they got out of it uh-huh. or oh my god it was like two years of therapy in a night like That's, oh well which I'm is fine it? if i'm on this slow train with whatever the hell i'm doing i'm mm-hmm. fine but mm-hmm. that, now granted if i was in a scenario like where, or, earlier if someone's offering me gummies mm-hmm. i'm like no i don't want that spot but if you're like already in the forest let's say for whatever mm-hmm. reason and you don't have anything to do for two days. No, I, I don't know. Microdose? You can't microdose it, right? Isn't it toxic? Can, <laughs> to microdose ayahuasca? Yeah, probably. I imagine. Can I just it's have like, like a sample? Like a wine sample? <laughs> where they do, um, I forgot a what flight? it's called. A flight. Can I have a flight <laughs> of all your toxic drugs? <laughs> of all your hallucinogenics. Thank you so much. I'll Thank try the so Pinot Noir, the Merlot. <laughs> and, uh, what year is your ayahuasca? <laughs> what year is it? Is it? It's an I. Oh, a seventy-eight. Ooh, Ooh is that from Coppola's farm? I'll do. Farm vineyard. I love Coppola farm. 
Coppola Farm. Get your grape juice. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the voice. Yeah, I, that's the voiceover for that ad. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> I love him so much. I have the biggest crush on Sam Elliott. Did you hear? Um, I heard his. I, did you listen to Mark Marin? Yeah, I haven't. You know what? I fell off. I have to be honest. I fell off for a while. So I was a pretty avid listener, and then I haven't been listening to any podcasts, which is... <gasps> Isn't that nice? <laughs> I know. Isn't that nice? Not Isn't that listening nice? to anything? Just oh, not. <laughs> so I nice. Been, and I haven't been, like, watching TV. I've been, oh. I had to turn off the news because I was just, yeah. like, getting really bummed out about everything happening in Ukraine and getting bummed out about just the world <sighs> in general. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting, I'm getting like physically and emotionally affected on a daily basis. So I like, I, anyway, to answer your question, I stopped listening to like social stuff on um, social media and stuff on the news for a while and podcasts and all that. But Mark Marin, yes, please continue. Oh, oh no. I, there's that whole little blow up about when Sam Elliott was on Mark Marin's podcast. What uh, happened? He, he was sort of, uh, trashing on the Western movie, The Power of the Dog. Oh, he's such a, like a Western actor. guy. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, he was like complaining about, uh, oh, but, like they allude to homosexuality. Uh, and Mark Maron is trying to say, well, isn't that what the movie's about? And Samuel like keeps keeps cutting him off. But then he goes, what does this woman, Jane Campion, what does this okay. woman know about westerns? Why is this woman, and I respect her Whoa. work, but why is, what does she know? What does this New Zealand woman know about American Westerns? I remember like Mark, Mark Marin, I'll cherry pick. Uh -huh. I'm more likely to listen to someone I barely know anything about, like Sam Elliott, than I will like, I don't know. I No, my mind's a blank. <laughs> like Amy Sedaris. Actually, I would listen to any interview with her. Yeah. On any platform. Easily. Easily. Uh, what was my point? Uh, when you said, when we said, Mark oh, I was Marin. talking about Mark Marin, and then we were talking about how, uh, uh, I didn't uh, take my mushrooms this morning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I remember, like, I remember, like, uh, it was like, it, it got some news later, but I remember, like, I was like, I felt like I was absorbing, uh, oh my God, what? Is he saying? Is he saying? And before it got any press, I felt like I was getting a preview to controversy. <laughs> Ooh, it's so much fun. That's how I feel when I watch The Bachelor live. <laughs> before anyone has the time to digest the terrible things that happened or have said, you're like, That's Ooh, right. front row seat. I'm getting an undiluted uh, drama. Much, oh, much, that's much. exactly it. I'm like, <gasps> I, I think I was gasping. I was listening to it on a hike. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, they my God. Well, yeah. yeah. They yeah. gotta. They gotta. Um, when you said the daily, when you said daily basis earlier, I, mm -hmm. I forgot. There was a time where I listened to the daily every day. <laughs> what the daily? No. I know. Oh my God. I know. No. The things, you know, we get, we do, we get into blips and, and we get into patterns and then we break them, which is good and healthy. Because we're all we trying learn. to figure it out. Well, we're you're saying it's it healthy out. to break them? Yes. Well, I think yes, so. if they don't work for you. If they don't work for you, it's healthy to break those patterns. Because, yeah, there's healthy patterns for sure. But you always want to challenge yourself. You always want to make sure that you're eh. challenging yourself to mm. grow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm tired. 
(laughs) (laughs) No, you're right though. Um, so Tony, what's something this week that you are excited about or something that brought you joy or just some good news that happened to you maybe this week or this, the last couple of weeks? Ooh. Um, and this is obnoxious. No, please. Um, it, but it brings me joy. <laughs> uh, I booked a little movie. Oh, <gasps> Tony, congratulations. Can you talk about it a little bit? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, we can't, we can't know what it's for. We can't know what you play, but can you give us like kind of a, like a little description of the character? Uh, he's gay. No, get the hell out of here. It's guy. No. Um, and it was an offer. <laughs> oh my God. Um, which feels really good. Hell uh, Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, and then I get to shoot with a friend and uh, I didn't, and, or someone I know, I don't know them well, but that's and it's fun. heaven. And it's funny. That's, and it's funny. There we go. <laughs> this there we go. sound like I'm complaining about something ridiculous, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latino. So a lot of the things I go out for are for Latinos and mm-hmm. I'm, I have a pod, I had a podcast. I have a live show with where you know we sort of celebrate like me that. This movie has yes. nothing to do with that. I've just got this sounds I just get to be funny. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm so oh, excited. I don't talk about it. I don't represent anything. It just be do be a person that's uh that's the dream. Yeah, that makes me so happy. I'm congratulations, Tony. That's awesome news. When do you start shooting? I shoot on my birthday. It's Yay! like, a, it's one scene in a movie, but it's funny. It's like, oh, oh and it's fun. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. And what a joy to shoot on your birthday. I got to shoot, um, freak dance on my <gasps> birthday oh. and I had one scene with Amy Poehler. So oh I'll never God. forget that. That was a really special day for me. I was like probably 20, I don't know, 24, 25. Wow. I was a baby. I was 25. Yeah. I was, I was what pretty a young. Treat. It was a and treat. Free lunch. Fun. And, uh, you know, the crafty. <laughs> free lunch on your birthday. That's... Free lunch on my birthday. I did to help do hair, though. I remember we didn't have a hair person. Happy there was birthday. a makeup person. Work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll do it. I've done lots of prom styles. Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. I was, I was always that person. I was always raising my hand. Uh, did you need some? I'll do it. You need I can something? see that. I can see young. Young Megan. Oh my like, God. Eager sure. Beaver. Eager sure thing. Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. God, put her to bed. Oh no. That'd be adorable. <laughs> Where'd she go up? I, I grew up in Burbank, California. I feel like I knew that. You're a hometown girl. This is your yeah. turf. I think I knew this that. This is my turf. It's weird to be here my whole life. Like, I will say that. Like, I have a certain jealousy for people that are like, no, I came here from Missouri. No, I came here from the Carolinas. It's like, I would love to have experienced somewhere other than Los Angeles because I've only lived here my entire life. And while I love LA and it's home, I fucking hate LA. Like, really? I hate it. What it's about it? I, the smog. The traffic, oh, yeah. The people, yeah. The people, the yeah. people. I guess there's people. a bunch of things that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, my God, and and this is coming from a person who is an empath, and I'm very codependent, so I love people. <laughs> yeah. So it says a lot about Los Angeles that someone who is like that literally, like I, 
it's not that I'm ready. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not leaving, you know, it's home. But Mm -hmm. there is that part of me that's like, well, by the time I'm 50 or 55, it would be nice to get some someplace the hell out of here. I don't want to be in LA forever. Even unless like knock on wood, I get like a crazy part. Oh, crazy part. Oh, sorry. I said even even if knock on wood, I was able to land some crazy role or some crazy oh. part that lasted me for seasons, then that would obviously keep me here. Yeah, it'll happen. We'll see. From your from your baby lips to Jesus's ears, my baby lips. <laughs> <laughs> my baby Maybe lips it's Maybelline with, with uh, facial hair on them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuzzy baby lips. Fuzzy baby lips. Um, well, the last question I'll ask you is, do you have, you kind of, I kind of, you kind of already answered this, but do you have any recommendations, any books or any music that you're reading or listening to that you're like, oh yeah, you guys got to check out whatever. Oh, I just discovered I'm late on the train. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just discovered Abbott Elementary. I don't know what that is. It's a show on ABC. It's a comedy. It's a mockumentary style. It's set. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. Um. Yeah, that's the new thing. That's the newest thing for me. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Even just what, just yeah. like to me, like I'll just watch the pilot. To me, if I'm mm-hmm. not automatically drawn to a show, it takes like five people whose opinions I re- admire or respect before I'll check something to out. And that's what happened it. with this one. So I'm like, I'll just yeah. watch the pilot. Yeah. And I loved it. It's super funny and that's sweet. So and it's cute. like affirming. It's like life it, to me. It's like, oh. But if someone described a show like that to me, like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't need totally. It. Is it life affirming? <laughs> I'm good. I'm no, good. Thanks. I don't need I'll it. rewatch Twin Peaks. Thanks for re- uh, recommending this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be watching Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Are you watching so much in that? No, no. I love the Just throwing one. out a joke. Oh. First season was great. Yeah. I love I love Sandra. Oh. She's yeah. amazing. And what's her name? She's that other one. Me. Yeah. The, the other one. Love it. She's great. The other one. The other the one. Other one. <laughs> I'm like, what is the last book book I read? I know I've read this thing. <laughs> I know I've read I things. honestly someone one of my friends, David Vice, shout out to David Vice, sent me the complete works of the four agreements. So all four books. And this was like probably eight months ago. And I have not started one of what them and they're that? easy reads. Is that- I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the four agreements is like a coffee table book that everybody has, or it's like, it's like the alchemist. It's like one of those books that like, every, it's like practice your word or, uh, Rachel be impeccable Bloom gave with me your that. word. Rachel okay. Bloom gave me, okay. it was like never, yeah, practice your word or something like don't ever lie. Always tell yes. the truth. Do your Always best. Always tell the truth. Never make assumptions um, is one other one. Yeah, so those are, uh, th- those are, and then there's ones that come with like your relationship and, or if you're talking about your marriage or any of your familiar relationships, there's four different books. And so I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun to read and I'll probably really like this and get into it. No, uh-huh. still haven't picked it up. Still you haven't opened the first books. page. Yeah, it's like a whole set. So there's the main book, which is called The Four Agreements. And then he sent me this set, which is maybe it's three books. Wow. I think it's three instead of four, but they're all easy. I mean, they're thin. 
it's a thin read. You know what I mean? Okay. So I don't know why I've been sitting on my ass about it because everybody recommends it, but I'm just like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Is it, would you would you say that's like life affirming? Yeah, I think so. I think that's I think that's the gist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Tony, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and to give a little show for our listeners. You're always such a joy and such a delight to talk to. You are. Likewise. When you ask me yeah. to do something, I'm like, duh. I was, yeah. I miss you. <laughs> I'm so happy you're available. I miss you too. Um, for those of us who want to find you or see what you're doing or come to any of your shows, where can we find you? Sure. I'm at, on, I'm on Instagram at the Tony Rodrig and awesome. Twitter at the Tony Rodrig. Uh, I have a monthly show that I do. It's a Latino variety show, mm-hmm. um, with Oscar Montoya. You know him? Yes, I sure Car- do. Carlos Santos and Riza Licea. I uh, love it. you know what? I'll, it'll be on my Instagram. Spanish Ducky presents. And I have a drag character. presents. Yeah. And I have a drag character. Her name yes. is. Yes. She has her own Instagram at Barbara Yes, Fella. she does. Barbara Fella mm-hmm. is my favorite. She's, She's the real so me. pretty. We should, I should have said that earlier. Like that's, oh my God. I'll say this real quick. In the panty yes. times, I did a cup her a couple times, like on little oh, Zoom fun. shows. And I would feel good for like three or four days. It was like steam had uh, let out of my head. I was like, oh, this is my therapy is performing my drag persona. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so cool. And what an awesome way to have an outlet. You know what I mean? That you were able to do that and define that because that yeah. is super important. Oh, that's so cool. I love Barbara Fella. I think she's beautiful. I love her too. I wish. Yeah, she's the... She's hilarious. She's my, <laughs> she's my idol. <laughs> I know. Well, Tony, come back anytime. You're always welcome here in my podcast. I don't have one anymore, but I would invite you to mine. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, great. That's what I was fishing for. <laughs> All right, <no. laughs> Another time. Another okay. time. All right. Well, thank you so much. And this has been Tony Rodriguez. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Morning with Megan. Podcast produced by Arlo Sanders, artwork by Joy Mamie, and hosted by me, Megan Parks. Please join my Patreon at patreon.com slash morningwithmegan, where you can get access to brand new episodes early and even some video footage if you want to see what we look like while we're talking and not just what we look like while we're listening. You know what I mean. <laughs>